This is Lindsay Pavelic with Pavelic Brothers Farms in Pleasanton, Texas. You're listening to the latest news in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello, Texas. Thanks so much for taking time to join us for another episode of Texas Ag Today. All you've got to do is jump on in with me and buckle up. We're going to take a ride around the Lone Star State as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. In the news today, the Farm Bill debate continues as we move into an election year. And a Texas congressman is calling on Congress to get the Farm Bill done. We'll have more on that coming up to kick off today's show. My name is Kerry Martin. I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the Piney Woods of East Texas to the Rocky Ranges of the Trans-Pecos. And from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. It's a very tough political environment right now for anyone trying to get things done on behalf of agriculture. I'm James Hunt and coming up on Texas Ag Today, we'll bring you the insights of a Texas High Plains lobbyist on what lies ahead in 2024. Farmers choose an early maturity cotton variety for the next growing season in the northern high plains of Texas. I'm Tom Nicoletti and I'll have more on Texas Ag Today. Mexico must comply with the 1944 Water Treaty and the U.S. must gain commitments from Mexico that water deliveries will be every year. I'm Gary Joyner and I'll have details on Texas Ag Today. We'll have those stories plus Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. The current farm bill has now been extended for one year, making it active until September 30th of 2024. Farm groups have been supportive of the extension, saying it will give Congress more time to find the needed funding. Laramie Adams is the National Legislative Director for the Texas Farm Bureau. Our farmers and ranchers have had a lot coming at them, and uh, the recovery effort there has has been slow, um, you know, as far as crop insurance goes, but then also all your other programs like we were talking about disaster. So the urgency to get this farm bill done, but done right, is there. And the only way you get it done right is to inject more into to crop insurance. We need to make sure that reference prices are, are raised and that we're looking at the current safety net and making sure that when we do get a farm bill passed that it includes those uh, needed safety net measures. The farm bill still faces a lot of challenges even with the extension. But Adams says we do have good legislators leading the fight to improve it. I feel very good about the leadership we have in D.C. on both the Senate and House Ag Committees. Uh, you know, we're we're working with uh, uh, Chairman G.T. Thompson and David Scott, uh, Ranking Member David Scott, and then uh, on the Senate side, uh, Senator Bozeman and then uh, Chairwoman Stabenow. And I think that the consensus with our four leaders on the Ag Committees is that 
we need to get a farm bill done this year. Um, so that, that makes me feel good about trying to get something accomplished. Meanwhile, one Texas congressman is urging Congress to get the farm bill done. U.S. Congressman Chip Roy of Texas and Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa have called on House and Senate leadership to pass a comprehensive and improved farm bill. Congressman Roy and Senator Grassley sent a letter to the Speaker and Minority and Majority Leaders urging them to pass a comprehensive and improved farm bill that makes conservative reforms while maintaining a responsible safety net for the nation's farmers and ranchers. They asked leadership to address the impacts of inflation, waste in farm and nutrition programs, and foreign influence in U.S. agriculture in the next Farm Bill. Their letter said Congress should take care to ensure farm programs aren't operated in a way that picks winners and losers based on immutable characteristics. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. Fuel prices are declining. For the 12th consecutive week, the nation's average price of diesel has declined, falling 8.4 cents over the past week. The national average diesel price now stands at 4.10 a gallon. That's 86 cents lower than one year ago. It is a very tough political environment right now for anyone trying to get things done on behalf of agriculture. James Hunt visits with a Texas High Plains lobbyist about those challenges. It's pretty difficult to get any major legislation passed on Capitol Hill these days. The effort to write a new farm bill was certainly complicated by political tensions this year. How much can we hope things will be better in 2024, which will be an election year? I got some thoughts from agriculture lobbyist Tom Sell of Lubbock. I've been working in Washington, D.C. and in politics generally and ag politics particularly for more than 20 years, and I've never seen the level of angst between the parties and even among members as great as it is today. And functionally, while they all have high ideas and aspire to great ideas of how the Congress should function better, i.e. have committee hearings, pass bills in a traditional fashion, at the same time they talk more about those standard processes, everything's getting consolidated into these big, massive packages that are necessary to keep things functioning, but no one wants to really embrace or be for. It's a less than ideal process. And it really creates some complications for the farm bill. Uh, that on, you know, that with the political angst, the fact that we ousted a speaker this year, we have a new speaker who has a little bit more leash. And you know, the support for agriculture generally is very good. Um, remember that the last farm bill passed at the end of the day with more than 80% vote in both chambers. So the goodwill around agriculture is strong. The political force around agriculture is good. It's just a matter of finding that kind of pathway and the opportunity to either pass a bill in traditional fashion, again, doesn't happen much anymore, or hitch a ride on something bigger, which brings in a lot of scrutiny and concern. So the path is altogether unclear for next year. That was Tom Sell of Combest Sell and Associates. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Delta Pine is releasing some promising new cotton varieties for 2024. Tom Nicoletti has the story from San Antonio. As part of the Delta Pine New Product Evaluator Program, I am continuing my conversation today with Eric Best, Delta Pine Cotton Product Manager. Besides the Delta Pine 2436 variety already discussed in our last program, cotton producers gave the go-ahead to another variety that will cover a larger section of the cotton belt, including a portion of Texas. 
That's correct. 2414 is a new Thrive On product that probably has a little bit broader footprint. We looked at it everywhere from the eastern seaboard, across the mid-south, across Texas, and even going out west. And you can tell what that number, that 14 number indicating more early maturity, its best fit. looks like it's going to be in that northern tier, the Carolinas, coming across Tennessee, Boot Hill of Missouri, North Delta, and even some of that area north of Lubbock where they may want something a little bit earlier in the Thrive On platform because of the maturity needs there. So a new one that probably has a little bit broader footprint, but absolutely has a fit in that northern high plains of West Texas. And certainly cotton uh, struggled in uh, the panhandle this year just overall because of the drought and the excessive heat. Yeah, it was a strange year. A lot of the cotton up there seemed like it uh, had a little bit of hail or maybe moisture early, built up a little bit of hope, and a lot of it got lost. And then what was left, as you mentioned, endured an excessively hot uh, June and July this year with with little to no rainfall. So, uh, But, you know, that's the world we live in. That's the world these things need to perform in. When you look at some of the yield numbers sometimes where these tests are done, you know, you see some of those lower yields, those four and five and 600 pound type yield environments. But that's the world we live in. That's the world these producers live in. That's the world these things had to perform in and bring value and benefit to the producer. That is Eric Best. He is Delta Pine Cotton Product Manager. Reporting from San Antonio, I'm Tom Nicoletti for the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Mexico is not holding up its end of a water deal with the U.S. Gary Joyner has more. A deal is not worth much when one of the parties does not honor the terms, such as the case with Mexico and its 1944 water treaty with the United States. The treaty requires Mexico to provide the U.S. with an average of 350,000 acre-feet of water per year over a five-year cycle. Unfortunately, Mexico has repeatedly waited until the end of the five-year cycle to fulfill its water contribution. That doesn't work for farmers, ranchers, and communities dependent on water from the Rio Grande. We know the strategy. Mexico hopes for a large rain event during the five years so the water can be delivered afterwards, but only then. In the meantime, Mexico utilizes the water stored in its reservoirs that should be delivered to the U.S., Mexico's stalling tactics means water shortages and severe hardship for South Texas. The tactics must stop. Annual water delivery is critical. The U.S. House of Representatives approved a resolution in late November targeting the problem. It's time to put some teeth in the deal. The U.S. must force Mexico's compliance with the treaty and gain commitments that water deliveries will be every year. I'm Gary Joyner for Texas Ag Today. Hunters in part of the state could see additional doe days in an upcoming hunting season. I'm Jessica Dolmel and I'll explain coming up on Texas Ag Today. And there are a lot of terms describing protein in ruminant animal feed. Veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today. When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. 
We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. There are a lot of terms describing protein in ruminant animal feed. Dr. Bob Judd says those terms can be confusing. The most common measurement is crude protein, abbreviated as CP, and is a measurement of nitrogen content of the feed. Dr. Cindy Vanderhoff indicated at Drovers.com that CP is calculated by multiplying the nitrogen concentration in the feed by 6.25. Crude protein is divided into rumen degradable protein, or RDP, and rumen undegradable protein, or RUP. Adult cows require a CP level of 7% of the ration or greater, as this is the minimum level required to support all the microorganisms in the rumen that are required for digestion. Rumen degradable protein is the protein available for rumen microbes to use, thus RDP is essential for microbes to use fiber efficiently and release energy for the animal to use. These microbes flow out of the rumen and into the small intestine, and they, along with RDP, represent the most important protein source for the ruminant and the majority of amino acids entering the small intestine. This is why nutritionists say we're really not feeding the cow but feeding the microbes in the rumen, and these feed the cow. Forages, soybean meal, and non-protein nitrogen are all high in RDP. Rumen undegradable protein is the second most important source of amino acids. This protein is not digested by the microbes in the rumen and is available for tissue growth and lactation. This is also part of the crude protein and is broken down in the lower digestive tract. Common sources are distiller's grains, corn gluten meal, whole corn, and blood meal. The last protein is metabolizable protein, or MP, which includes RDP, RUP, and microbial protein. Rapidly growing cattle benefit from a supplement high and RUP, while a dry bred mature cow will benefit from RDP to support ruminal function. I'm Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Hunters in part of Texas could see additional doe days in an upcoming season. Jessica Domel has more in today's wildlife report. Hunters in 43 Texas counties could see additional doe days in the 2024-2025 hunting season. Alan Kane, Big Game Program Director for the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, said they are considering expanding doe days from 16 to 23 in portions of the Oak Prairie and Piney Woods ecoregions. Survey data suggests there's an upward trend in the deer population in those 43 counties there. Additionally, survey data indicates that there's a skewed sex ratio of 3.9 does per buck, which is less than desirable. And our big game harvest surveys indicate that antlers harvest is about 45% of the total harvest there. Myself and some other staff have received feedback from farmers and landowners in that western part of those counties, kind of along that I-35 corridor, about crop depredation or crop damage issues related to growing deer populations in that area and also the fact that they're seeing an increase in the amount of habitat fragmentation, habitat loss from development over there. So it's just shrinking those deer populations in small areas and creating some problems. The following counties would be impacted. Fannin, Lamar, Red River, Bowie, Delta, Hunt, Hopkins, Franklin, Titus, Morris, Cass, Camp, Marion, Upshur, Wood, Rains, Kaufman, Van Zant, Smith, Gregg, Harrison, Rusk, Panola, Shelby, Nacogdoches, St. Augustine, Sabine, Ellis, Henderson, Navarro, Anderson, Freestone, Limestone, Leon, Madison, Grimes, Brazos, Burleson, Robertson, 
Falls, Milam, and East Bell and Williamson counties. The proposal is informal at this time. TPWD is expected to open a public comment period after presenting the proposal in January. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. It's time to check the markets. We'll be back with a complete look at the livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. Texas Farm Bureau has served farm families in rural Texas for nearly 90 years. We're pleased to offer new affordable health care coverage choices for all Texans through Texas Farm Bureau Health Plans. You do not need to be a member to inquire and apply. Plans are available anytime. There is no open enrollment period. Our United Healthcare Choice Plus network of providers is one of the largest available. For more information about the different plans, how to apply, or to get a quote for you, your family, or your small business, visit tfbhealth.com. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. Cattle futures gave back some of the nice gains we've seen so far this week. On Wednesday, we closed lower in both live and feeder cattle. December live cattle dropped 75 cents, 166.95. February down $1.37, 167.22. With April live cattle down $1.45 at $170.95. Feeder cattle, triple digit losses with January down $1.87, $217.37. March down $1.75, $217.85. With April feeder cattle down $1.52 at $221.82. Cash fed cattle market still mostly quiet. We have seen a couple hundred heads sold in the northern plains. Price on those 168 on a live basis, but again, just a couple hundred head. Nothing to really set a market trend for the week, so we're still waiting on substantial numbers to trade this week. Boxed beef prices mixed on Wednesday. Choice down 40 cents, 292.38. Select up 18 at 258.84. Now let's check the auction barns. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. Phil Brockenbush, Gettings Livestock, sells them there on Monday. Phil, how was the last sale? It was good, Larry. We wound up with 11.64. The cows and bulls probably steady the last week. The calves, you know, spots of it was a little cheaper, and spots of it was maybe a little bit higher. Deers 300 and back average 285, brought up to 330. Three to four weights 271 to 330. Four to five weights 241 to 302 and a half. Five to six weights 215 to 260. Six to seven weights two dollars to 215. Seven to eight weights 176 to 207.5. Uh, your heifer made 300 and back, averaged 232, brought up to $3. Three to four weights, 235 to 295. Four to five weights, 215 to 260. Five to six weights, 208 to 250. Six to seven weights, 185 to 212.5. Seven to eight weights, 161 to 190. Uh, your bull yearling, seven to 850 pounds, 160 to 207.5. 850 to 1,000 pounds, 115 to 185. Your high yielding bulls, 110 to 124. 
medium yielding bulls 95 to 105. The high yielding cows 90 to 102 and a half. Medium yielding cows 65 to 85. Little thin cows 25 to 55. Some few pairs had three or four pairs that were that we sold together. They brought up to 1650, and the bred cows from 600 to 1675. Will we have a so sale this Monday? Yes, sir. We got one more Monday. Uh, we got that special Saturday. We'll have four to five hundred really good replacement cows. Probably got 35 or 40 bulls, Charlay bulls, Hereford bulls, Frangus bulls, few black Cimitol bulls. So if anybody needs a bull, we, we will have them. And then our last sale of the year will be Monday. Tell everybody so, how to get a hold of you. Yes, sir. You can call me at 979-716-4395 or call the barn at 979-542-2274. Neighbor, thanks for listening to Walk in the Pens here on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. I'm Larry Marble. That was Giddings Phil Brockenbush. You're listening to us right this second on Texas Ag Today. Back over to the futures market now. Raleen Hogs finished mixed. The nearby December contract was up ten cents, sixty-seven ninety-two, with February hogs down a dollar fifty-two, sixty-six seventy-two. Class three milk was higher. December milk up two at sixteen twenty a hundred weight. January milk up ten cents, sixteen thirty-nine a hundred. Cotton market finished narrowly mixed. Not a lot of movement in the market. Traders watching the Fed's interest rate announcement on Wednesday. The Fed decided to keep rates steady for the third straight time. However, there were some suggestions that we may see several rate cuts coming in 2024. The market didn't respond very much at all to that. March cotton up 13 points, 81.18. May down to 81.78 with July cotton down 4 points, 82.16. Corn continues to drop lower. Big crop and increasing U.S. corn supplies weighing on prices. December corn down 5 and 3 quarters, 4.56 and 3 quarters. March down 5 and 3 quarters, 4.79 and a half. With May corn down 4 and 3 quarters, 4.92 and a half. We've seen a big jump in wheat prices over the last couple of weeks. However, we gave back a big chunk of that on Wednesday. Both hard and soft wheat headed south, with March Kansas City wheat down 24 and three quarters, 632 a bushel. March Chicago wheat down 20 and a quarter at 605 and a quarter. In the energy markets, January natural gas up a penny, 232. January West Texas crude up 94 cents, 69.55 a barrel. The financial markets higher on Wednesday afternoon. The Dow up 426 points at 37,003. The Nasdaq up 156 points, 14,689, with the S&P up 53, 4,696. That wraps up our look at the markets, and that wraps up this episode of Texas Ag Today. I'm Kerry Martin. Hope to see you back here next time as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the U.S. of A., Texas agriculture. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.